The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. And every secret deed and thought, every wrinkle, every spot will be in view. Before the one who knows all things, the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, you know the one you never knew. While you have breath, you have a choice to make in life. Turn away from your sin and believe on the risen Christ. You can find peace in Him from the judgment that's to come. He is the shelter from the coming storm. shakes at the mention of his name he has power over life and death every knee will bow and tongue confess heaven and earth will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father will you bow will you to his majesty he can save you from the might of all your sin this is a fight in which he stands in perfect victory while you have breath you have a choice to make in life Turn away from your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come From the coming storm While you have breath You have a choice to make in life Turn away from all your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come He is a shelter From the coming storm He's the only shelter from the coming storm. I have lived most of my life in a lukewarm and cold church. When I was a young man, the church was very orthodox. The emphasis was on correct theology. There was not much in the way of experience. It was not relational. It was do this and don't do that. In many ways, it was doctrinally correct, 
and in many ways the American church, especially the Pentecostal and spirit churches, walked the narrow path with Jesus. But as I grew, I watched as the Jesus movement came, and there was great excitement, earnest desire to follow Jesus. But then I watched as evil continued to multiply its power and its presence, and the church grew increasingly cold. Evil blew across the church and brought the church into the world. It went from being relational, leaving the doctrinal base in many churches, to a totally experienced base, and things grew increasingly dark in the American church. The church growth movement, the church growth movement brought in every kind of evil, removing the cross, changing into a celebration church, bringing in the band and all the musicians and the world's music, the entertainment, the concerts, the movies, the laid-back and casual worship services with the pastor increasingly coming dressed in a Hawaiian shirt or in some other casual attire, a pair of jeans, come as you are to the church, and all respect for Jesus was thrown out of the church. Now, as I watched all of this happen, I became increasingly concerned and began to preach, repent. And then it moved from preaching repentance to be holy, walk in Jesus, don't walk with the world, come out of the world and be separate. But still, even to today, there is a casualness in the Christian church. It has sold out in America to darkness. And in this atmosphere, we begin to look at Revelation and recognize that everything is on the verge of a catastrophic change in America. There was a time when I actually, in my childhood belief, thought that the government, while bickering and fighting, was basically a good force. That American government was primarily concerned about America. All of that has been utterly destroyed, and I recognize today that our government is utterly corrupt a gang of thieves and evil men have taken over the American government. Now, there are some good people in government, but they've been overpowered and they have no way to turn back this wickedness. Now, more than ever before in my life, I have to come to you and say, We are facing we are facing the coming of Jesus in the clouds of glory. And with that coming of Jesus, we are facing intense persecution. Many will die for their faith. So today, I want to speak with you about the third seal of Revelation. We are now 
in the third seal. The third seal has been opened. Now, I know there are many who are saying, no, 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 the seals of Revelation have not been opened because the church has not been raptured. I want to share with you the context out of Revelation, the fifth chapter of the four horses of the apocalypse. Those four horses of the apocalypse are for the purpose of bringing about the end-time judgment events that will see the final destruction of the devil and all of his kingdom, including the evil kingdoms of this earth. It's important that we get the context of these horses of the apocalypse to rightly understand what they are, and that they are the hand of Jesus opening these catastrophic events upon the earth, and yea, even upon his people. They are not the wrath of God. They are the opening of the final events that will bring forth the fullness of of the kingdom of God and Jesus coming again in power. Now the devil is going to have his time when the wrath of God will fall on him and he will fall on the people of God. The devil will come after the people of God. It's already happening. If we look in Revelation, the fifth chapter, Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty band of angels proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside. I wept and I wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Now, why would he weep? Because he knew that this scroll was the final events of earth's history. And if no one could open the scroll, then salvation could not come to his people or to the believers in Christ. This final scroll had to be opened. It had to be unsealed. Then one of the elders said to me, verse 5, this is Revelation 5, verse 5, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and the seven seals. How did he triumph? By the cross. By the cross, he triumphed. Then I saw a lamb looking as if he'd been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the earth. This is Jesus. The symbolism is clear. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders, they all fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. These elders, some have insisted, mean that Jesus had already come and he had redeemed his people. No. These are elders who have been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't know if they are old covenant figures or new covenant people. But now everyone is under one covenant, the covenant of Jesus Christ. 
They sang, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God. You have made them to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand, they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth, under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Now that's the introduction that we have to the four horses of the apocalypse, but to the seven seals of Revelation, the sixth chapter. Now in the first seal, I've spoken about this before. Who is this man who comes riding on a white horse with a bow and a crown, and he's come to conquer Well, it's very clear that that is not Jesus Christ. He comes on a white horse, dressed in white with red stain. And he comes with a sword coming out of his mouth. And he comes to judge. So this first seal is open. It's very clear if you if you recognize that many things in Revelation, you cannot tell what it is until it has happened. And then as you look at it, you say, ah, yes, that's what was going on. The League of Nations and then the United Nations. That's where it's at. The Antichrist has already begun to form the first one-world government. Now, the Antichrist in person has not yet appeared. But there are many who are working toward that one-world government. The second seal... Revelation 6, 3. And when the Lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. Then another horse came out, a fiery red horse. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make men slay each other. To him was given a large sword. Well, if you look at what's happened just in my lifetime, We've always been at war in America. But we had the First World War, the First World War, the Second World War, and now we are looking at a Third World War. Peace has been taken from the earth. Men are slaying each other in ways never before known. The atomic weapons the modernization of airplanes and bombs. And this is a warfare that has never been known on the face of the earth. But now, in the opening of the second seal, all of this is taking place. Now, the scriptures do not tell us if these are all uniformly timed. In other words, every so many years, another seal is opened. Scriptures don't tell us. So we don't know when these seals are going to be opened. But we can tell when the seal has been opened. Because we see the clear evidence 
on every hand of that seal having been opened. So the first and second seals are open. Now, does that mean we're in the Great Tribulation? Not necessarily. When does the Great Tribulation begin? We are not given a date. Some of you believe it will not come until the church is raptured. But what if the church is never raptured, and yet you see all of these things being fulfilled? Some of you believe that these seals are already opened, and that the Great Tribulation is already here. I don't know. I do know that the first and second seals have been opened. And I believe the third seal is now open as well. The fourth seal has not yet been opened. The fifth seal has not yet been opened. So we need to look very carefully at this third seal because it is now open and operational. Remember, these seals are opened by the hand of Jesus. And they are for the purpose of bringing about the final climax of salvation for his people and the destruction of the wicked. Now, I want to give one other brief understanding before we go into that third seal. Because of the culture of the American church and the culture of the American churches spreading its gospel, which is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The sinning Christian gospel is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is another gospel. We'll deal more with that later. But because this has taken place, and because the evil is increasing so rapidly, you could almost mark the time when the vile vomit of the devil began to flood the earth, and especially in America. Pornography was lifted up. Sexual uncleanness was lifted up. Everything that was unrighteous was called righteous, and what was righteous is being called unrighteous. So in that context, many of you have been very laid back. You have focused on earning money, on living the good American life. Many of you have... You've set up bucket lists. You want to go to Paris. You want to go to Greece. You want to go here. You want to go there. You want to... And you have the money. And you can go. Except the time for that going is over. What do I mean? I mean that under the third seal great difficulty is coming upon the economy. You have trusted in the God of America in money, and you have lived the American lifestyle. My neighbor has parked in front of the house a beautiful black BMW. Many of you have your Mercedes. You have your Lexus. You have your lifestyle of the rich and the famous. All of that is coming to a screeching halt. You bought those things in debt. Many people today are paying 800 to 1000 up to $2,000 a month for their car payment. Many of you are making large mortgage payments. You're paying big money for your clothing and for your vacations. All of that is coming to a screeching halt. 
and it's time for us, as these things take place, to recognize that the third seal of God, of Jesus Christ, has been opened, and its purpose is to strike the God of America. Yesterday, Saudi Arabia formally announced that they will no longer hold to the petrodollar, that they will sell oil in many different means of payment other than the American dollar. We have protected as America the American dollar with our military force. If a country decided they would sell oil in gold, we have attacked them and destroyed them. That's what happened in Iraq. And it's happened in many other places as well. We have enforced our petrodollar. We have enforced our luxurious lifestyle of debt with the American military. But now our American military is being utterly drained of its resources, of its missiles, of its tanks. We are sending them all to Ukraine. The American military is being destroyed by a woke philosophy and by a draining of resources, including oil. by a criminal cartel that runs America. We are watching as dollars become more and more scarce and the fiat dollar system of debt is being destroyed. And it is God's purpose to totally destroy the fiat currency of America, the the bail God of America. Now, what will that mean for you? Well, some economists renowned are saying it will mean a minimum of 30% haircut on the money you have in the bank. So if you have $100, you're going to have 70 when you go to take it out. But worse than that are all the derivatives. The derivatives are simply backed up one on top of another into the trillions. And when the American dollar begins its real crash, as we're right on the verge, those derivatives are going to utterly destroy the world's economy. That is the purpose of Jesus to destroy the Baal God of money. That's what we have worshipped as Americans, and it has allowed us to have a very luxurious lifestyle. That's over. When the Lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a day's wages, three quarts of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. Klaus Schwab just made an interesting statement. He said, it's time for the rich to get richer and for the poor to become poor. The middle class is by design now by evil men being destroyed in America. Soon you are going to have in America only the very wealthy and the very poor. This third seal is saying a quart of wheat for a day's wages. In other words, a quart is understood to be enough nutrition for one man for a day's labor. 
three quarts of barley is enough, nutritionists tell us, for the calories necessary, for the nutrition necessary for one man. Do not damage the oil and the wine. Don't damage or hurt the wealthy, the elite, the one percenters. When you look at this, you've got to stop and ask questions. A quart of wheat for a day's wages. In other words, you're going to work all day for enough to buy yourself food. But what about your family? What about your mortgage? What about your car payment? Well, many are going to lose their cars. They will be repoed. Many are going to lose their homes, and they're going to become homeless. Many are going to face very painful, difficult financial life. If you can get a job, and that is, if you can get a job, your wages will be inadequate to afford the lifestyle you are accustomed to today in America. All of that is going to disappear. Now, what the third seal says is the lifestyle of the rich and the famous for you and for me is over. It is disappearing very, very rapidly. Do you understand what fiat currency is? Fiat currency is a currency that has nothing backing it. That is, it is a debt instrument. It has no intrinsic value of itself. And when confidence is lost in the fiat currency, it will plummet in value. Now, when I graduated from seminary, I foolishly bought a Mercedes. When it was a year old, I sold that Mercedes for more than I paid for it, and I bought another Mercedes. And I continued doing that until the Mercedes were costing almost $20,000 a piece. At that point, I sold my Mercedes, and I bought my first little house. Well, do you know what a Mercedes will cost you today? You're pushing eighty to over a hundred thousand dollars. Well, did the Mercedes become more expensive? No, not really. Our dollar lost its value. When I was a boy, I could buy an ice cream cone for a nickel. I could buy a, a bottle of of soda for a nickel. When I left the seminary, I left with my furniture, new furniture, and my Mercedes. I had a scholarship to seminary, and I worked in the bookstore as well. And the first year as a pastor, my salary was just over $6,000. And on that $6,000, I had a wife and a child, and we lived very well. Today, could you live on $6,000? Of course not. Some people are saying that in the Washington metro area, you're going to need a family of four will need $200,000 to live in the way Americans are accustomed to living. Have things become more expensive? No. The dollar has lost its value. 
we are quickly going to a place where the dollar will have no value and it will be in the trash heap of history. And what they're doing is preparing the way for a cryptocurrency that will be directly tied. I'm not saying it will be the mark of the beast. It is preparing the way for the mark of the beast. Now, given what I've said to you about this crisis that we are facing, it really raises a very serious question about what is your primary concern? Is your primary concern the kingdom of God and righteousness? Or is your primary concern about how am I going to survive? It would be wise to lay aside now some preparation for what's coming. But I recognize that it will only be Jesus who can carry us through the terrible time we are about to face. Do you understand? Now, I know most pastors are preaching that we're entering into a time of great prosperity, that we're entering into time when Christians will be joyful and they will have the gold and the silver. Please, may I say to you, God has opened the third seal. Jesus, it says, the Lamb opened the third seal. And there is a black horse riding with a scale in his hands. And of course, the question is going to be, when you're weighed in the balance, will you be found wanting? Are you a lightweight in Jesus Christ? Are you a lightweight in Jesus? Is your weight put down in the world and your lifestyle and your time away and your Americanism? Or is your weight found in Jesus Christ where you have laid your life down for him. Do you give Jesus an honest tithe plus offerings? Or have you, as some of us have said, all that I have belongs to Jesus and I will only spend as he tells me. I will only go as he tells me. I will wait upon the Lord. This third seal is what brings the, the peoples of America and the world into full-blown chaos and crisis. It is not going to be a joyful time. We have maybe this year and next year to still enjoy some of the benefits of being an American. I don't know that we have that long. What I'm trying to say to you is we are right at the cusp of the crash of the American dollar. And with that, the economy of the world. And it's time to get very, very serious with Jesus. It's time to repent of all sin. It is time to get right with Jesus. Now, some of you, some of you have faced great anguish and pain already. You've lost loved ones, a husband or a wife or a child. You've been afflicted physically. You're going through trials and turmoil. And you say, why? Because Jesus is trying to get our attention and to get us to be ready for heaven. 
These things that are coming upon us are to wake us from our sleep. To not feel sorry for ourselves, but to cry aloud to God. To deal with the heart issues that have been afflicting us. Has God been speaking to you about your heart issues, your pride, your anger, your bitterness? Has he been dealing with the selfishness of your heart? Has God been trying to get you to let go of the lust for money? Has God been trying to deal with you and say, it's time to get serious with me? You see, if you're ever going to get serious with Jesus, now's the time to do it. While you still have a modicum of comfort, because that comfort is going to be taken from you, and at that point, you're either going to be totally surrendered to Jesus Christ, or you're going to become so enraged and so angry at God and everybody around you that you will be in such a destructive mode. You will not be able to hear the gospel of Jesus, and you will resist every attempt by the Holy Spirit to call after you. This is the third seal. And it's now open. And the rider on the black horse is galloping through America. Already parts of America are seeing the housing crisis. The cost of housing is crashing. Homeowners are losing their money and they're going to owe more than they have value in their house. You're going to see your values stripped from you. And this is Jesus as he comes and tries to change what's happening in your heart. You see, bottom line, it doesn't matter whether I live or die, except what is the will of God for my life, because my life is utterly given to Jesus to serve him and his kingdom to proclaim the gospel. That's what I'm about. That's all I'm about. I don't have any other goals. I have no other objectives but to save as many men and women for the kingdom of God as I possibly can by the anointing power of the Holy Spirit. That's why I come calling you to repent, to confess your sin, to lay your life down, to stop playing games with God and with your family, with your wife, with your husband. Some husbands, I can tell you right now, have never been really honest with their wife and their children about who they are in Jesus and the hunger of their heart and the concerns they have. Why? Because they're afraid their wife will leave them. This is Pilgrim's Progress. I've read to you the story of of Pilgrim. His wife would not follow him on this narrow path to heaven. Many wives will not follow a man who seeks only Jesus. They want the lifestyle. They want what they want. And many of you who are wives, you've never truly been honest with your husband about where your heart is, that Jesus is first for you. And so you go along with him, you sit down and you watch all the ugly things that he wants to watch. You walk in darkness. Please may I tell you, we're coming into a very painful time and you'd better be honest with your spouse about who you are in Jesus Christ and what your goals are. You and your wife need to talk together with your children and talk about, look, the luxurious American life that we have enjoyed is over. Now let's figure out how we're going to live. 
Some of you are going to lose your houses. You're going to lose your cars. You're going to lose your jobs. Some of you are going to have to move in with your parents or your parents are going to have to move in with you. Families are going to have to come together and live together because only together will they be able to even possibly begin to provide enough food to just barely survive. Everything is shifting. This is the most radical change in all of the scripture up to this point. We're not going back to the way we were. We're not going back to a prosperity in America. The judgments of God are now falling on America. And the first and foremost judgment of God will be the stripping away of Baal, of Baal, of money. Now, yes, there will be storms. There will be floods. There will be tornadoes. There will be volcano blowing their tops. People will die in all of these. But they won't touch everybody in America. But believe me, the loss of the American dollar will touch every person in America in a most profound way. Now I tell you, I want to go home to be with Jesus. But the way home is not a secret rapture. That's fantasy land. The way home to Jesus is to go straight ahead in him and be utterly given over to serve him and to worship him and to share the gospel with as many as possible, to live with integrity before God, to give up the bitterness and the anger, to give up the lust for the things of this flesh, to be clean before God, to repent of our sin, to say, I'm done, I'm finished. The way into the kingdom of God in heaven is the way through in Jesus Christ. And I rejoice today that I am walking in Jesus Christ, that he has forgiven me for my sins, he has washed me, and now I am given to his service, to proclaiming his name, now, many of you are going to have to make that decision under this third seal. How long will this third seal last? I don't know. I know it's going to last until money is stripped out of America. And when the fourth seal comes, and we'll speak about that in depth later, when the fourth seal comes, will come the bitter hatred and persecution of Christians and the martyrdom of many. If you live, you will go through the most terrifying and awful of times. I know pastors are not teaching persecution is coming, but I'm sorry, I have to. And I have to call you to deal with your own heart before God and walk in the will of God as long as you're alive with no bitterness of heart, no anger, no judgment. Am I going to die before Jesus comes? I don't know. But I know that when I die... My face is going to be before God. My heart is going to be clean by his blood. And I will die with a total confidence in Jesus Christ and in his kingdom. Well, we're out of time for today. I want to just... I want to just say to you, you had better 
get right with Jesus. Because our God money is crashing and burning. And according to the scriptures, it will be removed. And we will face starvation and famine and death. The good news is Jesus is coming again. He's coming in glory and great power. And whether I die in the Lord or I'm alive at his coming, I will live for eternity with my Lord Jesus. I don't need to escape the pain and the anguish. The Apostle Paul didn't escape. He was beheaded. Peter was crucified upside down, but it was only after they had crucified his wife and he encouraged his wife, be strong. Don't faint. Trust Jesus. All of the apostles except the Apostle John died a martyr's death. Bartholomew, a very painful death, history tells us in India. All of the apostles died as martyrs. Do you think we're any better? That we're entitled? I don't think so. Jesus is coming again. Oh, Lord, I pray for Joyce and the many others who are suffering in their bodies. I ask for healing, but I also ask for the fullness of the Holy Spirit to come in. Accomplish the revival that you desire, Almighty God, where men and women will cry aloud to you for forgiveness of their sins and the removal of all of their sins, that they will be washed and made clean and can rejoice as they face the future, regardless of how bitter it looks. Lord, I love you, and I trust what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd love to hear from you, Pastor Ray Greenley, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You can also go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. You'll find many resources there that will help you. You can also give online. God bless you today. I hope this has been helpful. I'll talk to you soon. Before the presence of his glory with great joy. With great joy. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present